the reason why we took <laughs> it took me so long to get on here is because I opened my fridge to get wine and a bottle of limoncello fell and shattered. Been there, done that, sis. Oh my god. Cleaning it up, I was like, it's sticky yeah. outside, it's sticky on my hands. I don't want the bugs nope. coming in to suck on it. <laughs> I'm absolutely t- I'm going over it. it with a swiffer. I don't want those ants to come over and get, you know, a good suck. Like I'm over it. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Into It. I'm Sal. And I am Lyndon. <laughs> and yeah, we're back for episode two. Look at us. I, I just want to say, first off, thank you so much to all our followers on Instagram. Everyone that's just been showing their support and love. It really means a lot. Um, yes, it does. One thing I was talking to you about that I just want to share because I find it so funny is that... <laughs> So we have all these fellow podcasters, up and coming podcasters, following us, you know, showing the love, podcast to podcast. And I just okay. find it hysterical that half the podcasts that follow us are like self-care, self-help, fitness, health, you know, two mm-hmm. 20-something-year-old girls, you know, tackling life by storm. And then here we are talking about Miley Cyrus <laughs> stripping at the VMAs. <laughs> or no, not the VMAs, the fucking Kids' Choice Awards. Like, oh I'm God. just picturing... Kids' Choice Awards? Either way, talking <laughs> about that nonsense in general compared to, like, self-help, I just love that juxtaposition. And just thinking about these, like, people coming onto our page being like, uh, what the fuck did I just click on? <laughs> also, shout out to all the One Direction fans that also follow yes. us. Yes. Y'all are the backbone Literally. <laughs> of this nation. Y'all are really the backbone, and I appreciate every last one of yes. you. Yes, we appreciate all your support. Keep sharing our posts and recommend our podcast to all your friends. Um, rate us. Yes. Or where can you rate us? Oh, I think on Apple Podcasts you can. Yeah, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. My friend actually did, so shout out to y'all. Oh, I didn't see that. I have to look at that. Yes. Go us. No, no. Look, we have one rating. Can you believe <laughs> <laughs> Truly making it in this world. <laughs> now, how have you been holding up this week? <laughs> I know. <laughs> a loaded it, question. I mean, yeah. Uh, my week has been filled with anxiety. It's been filled with stress. It's been filled with just frustration. Yep. Obviously, everyone knows the situation, or at least should know the situation going on with Minnesota. As far as last night, President Trump tweeted the most fascist and stupidest thing I think I've ever seen. But my thing is just one... I get spread awareness about, you know, sharing or the importance of also videos of things. But please shout out to all my white people that I follow. Please do not retweet those things because they are absolutely very triggering. (laughs) I want to talk about this for a second because I think people are afraid to have open dialogue about this stuff. And I think Mm -hmm. this is a great example to show this because we shouldn't. I will admit I shared the video of George Floyd And my Mm -hmm. intention was not to trigger anyone in that way. And I can completely understand where you're coming from. I saw it as, in my mind, I mean, we can relate to the countless, the numerous other incidences that have occurred. And 
in the light in light of social media, I think we see we're oversaturated with this stuff. And we see post yeah. after post, thoughts and prayers, all these hashtags. And in a sick and twisted way, I feel like so much of that is looked over. So oh, when yeah. I reposted that, I said to myself, I want people to see this and be disgusted, be upset, be enraged and see it for what it is. But at the same time, when I immediately, because I started to see posts from friends of mine who said, this is extremely triggering for me. I live this on a day-to-day basis. I immediately took it down. And I should have realized how triggering that is for people. And I want to talk about what can we do? I think it's one thing because honestly seeing the video especially with things like twitter like i'm mainly on twitter even like infinite scroll on like your explore page on instagram and things like that when like i was on instagram for some reason and i guess i hadn't been on instagram for a while so instagram was just like sending me shit and i guess instagram realized that i was like a black woman oh my god (laughs) and this was way before all this happened instagram shared a video of like somebody shooting somebody else over something And I was like, why would you just have this video? Why would you just share it? Because I wasn't prepared to see it. Like, I was prepared to see reality TV show fights, (laughs) not literally, like, an attempted murder. And I'm surprised that these videos are not being regulated with at least a warning sign at the beginning. Yeah, so I think it's, I, like, I understand the intent of sharing the video. I think just for me, it's because the way social media is set up and so many social media platforms are set up, it's like, you don't really have that second to choose if you're like prepared to see this or not. It's kind of like you see it and then you're like, holy shit, like I cannot do anything for the rest of the day because this is all I'm going to be focused Definitely. on. Um, and even like, it's important to focus on what's happening, obviously, because police brutality, we've been new that this has been a thing. Yes. I think it's just like, especially living my life as a black woman, like this morning I went to go to the post office to like drop off my like absentee ballot and it started misting and I was wearing like an Ivy Park sweatshirt, super big. And I was like, oh, like I can put my hood up to like protect myself from the rain because I forgot an umbrella. And once I put my hood up, I immediately was like, mm, because not only am I wearing a hood, but I'm also wearing a fucking mask <laughs> because of the fucking pandemic yeah. outside. And I got scared. And for honestly, I took my hood down for a second. And then eventually I was like, fuck it. It's 7 a.m. Like probably it's raining. It makes sense. But it's. Just seeing, like, especially because I live and have to constantly think about it with every single move I make in the public, seeing it happen, because I know it happens, but seeing it happen in a way that I can't control when I see it is super triggering. Of course. And I think it's maybe it might be more beneficial to, like, share a news article where, like, within the article, you can watch the video at your discretion, okay. but it's not like you're scrolling on Twitter and then you see... And it's right in your face. S- yeah, yeah, someone being fucking shot by the police yet again. Definitely. Right, while being just an unarmed black man chilling, minding their own fucking business, you know? But I understand, too, because probably most of your audience, too, is, like, white people, so it's kind of that thing of, like, you, if you don't want to see it, you don't have to see and it. And that's, so that's I where I came from, of, in a sense, that yeah. I want people to stop and see this and be disgusted and upset because I think we talk about it so much and it happens so much, and I hate to admit yeah. this, but in a sick way, I mean, the same is with gun violence. We've seen these, these incidents happen over and over again, and in a sense, thanks to social media, we've become desensitized to it 
so desensitized to it and it's fucking disgusting but i think it's more disgusting that we've become desensitized yes. to it because it happens so fucking often. oh 100 percent. and social media just like lets us like social media is just a way to share information faster and like this has always happened it's just now we're actually up to date on like how much has actually happened mm-hmm. and then i think it's just also, too, like, if you can just, like, donate to different organizations that are helping Definitely. protesters in terms of, like, bail money, water bottles on their front steps, like, milk for tear gas and shit like that, and supporting these organizations um, if you can, or even just being that person with water bottles on your front steps and milk on your front steps in case tear gas starts being thrown for the press to, the protesters to be able to take. And another point I, I'd like to make is that it is not enough to say I am not racist. We need to be (laughs) anti-racist. And I don't know if you've seen this on Instagram, but there's been this trend where people are posting hashtag Black Lives Matter to their story and tagging other people to do the same. It's a chain. And my thing is we should not be forcing people to speak up against injustice. It should be a voluntary action. People are treating this like it's a fashion trend. And for black people, they have to live this on a day-to-day basis. The real question is, what are you going to be saying in two weeks? You know, what are you going to be saying when you're at a bar and you hear a white person sing along and say the N-word to a song? What are you going to say to them? What are you going to say to your racist relatives on Thanksgiving? You know, actions speak louder than words. And I feel like people are doing this. They're reposting this because they feel obligated. And you shouldn't. You should do it out of your own volition. It's And recognizing that privilege, like my... One friend, she was like, I get that this is an issue, but like, I don't want to be blamed for something like people did back 20 years ago or like 30 years ago or even back in slavery. And I was like, no one's asking you to take that blame. (laughs) And I think my my main thing to them was like, I get what you're trying to say. But at the same time, you profit off of the system that has been built because of that. And if you are doing nothing to try and dismantle that system, then you're still part of the problem because you're just going to continue to profit off of exactly. it. Exactly. And you're never going to have to think about it. And that's the fucking issue because then the system just keeps perpetuating itself. And that is what has happened time and time In again. every aspect of our life, whether we like it or Absolutely. not, and we need to acknowledge it and fix it because it can be fixed. They can be. I think it's just going to take a lot of people to just, like, open up their eyes and possibly even their third fucking eyes. Yes. To, like, see how it affects them on a day-to-day, how it affects black people on a day-to-day, and how it, so how basically the system that's in place supports the notion of black people are always going to be inferior. Meanwhile, we just want to walk down the fucking street and be okay. I'm just trying to go to the grocery store and not be followed because people are going to fucking think I'm stealing. <sighs> yep. I'm trying to be able to call the police in case something does happen and not be scared that I'm going to be the one shot and killed. Like, there's these are just very basic things that I would like to have the right to. But unfortunately, with the current system, I don't. So for those of you that have the privilege to talk to your peers and stuff like that, that might feel disconnected or might not need to face this type of stuff, please educate them. Have those uncomfortable conversations. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's important. Exactly. And I, I just want to yeah. say one last thing. I, It's crazy because the past couple of days, I myself have been so frustrated and just upset and angry. And I was talking to my friends about this. I can only imagine, you know, I myself as a white man, I'm so distraught about this, but I can only mm-hmm. imagine what you have to go through 
on a day-to-day basis, this is barely even a fraction. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, f- I mean, this is, like, the news press about this is going to taper off. Corona's still out here. Yeah. That's going to be the number one thing they're going to constantly be covering. And I'm still going to have to live every day with that fear no matter what. So seeing it all over social media, I love that it's getting the press reaction that it should be getting because it's an absolutely infuriating situation. But this isn't a once and done thing. This isn't a once and done thing. And because of that, I've actually like taken a break from social media because of that, where I'm like, I am so triggered by this that it's affecting me so much that I literally need to actively try and stay off of social media apps just to be able to function on a day to day. Mm -hmm. And I'm sick of it. Like, so if you can, please donate money. If you can, please show up for the protests. If you're in any areas of protest, please do what you can to provide supplies to the protesters so that they can stay hydrated, stay safe in any way. Bottom line, do something. Yeah, do something. Donate. Vote. Especially you can vote. vote. For your DA, yes, it's coming up. You, know, you can vote for your auditors. Like, please go out. Just and got my mail in ballot today. Uh, me too. I hope it gets to fucking Pennsylvania in time. <laughs> First of all, Pennsylvania sent my shit like two weeks later than I was supposed to. And they were like, sorry for the delay. And I'm like, you told me May 14th that we'll be here by May 20th, that it's May 28th. And I just received it, and it's supposed to be in by June 2nd. So I put it in today, and we're going to hope for the best that it gets there in time. But, yeah, so just please recognize the privilege that you have. And with your resources and what you have, please just do what you can and please vote. That's what I'm going to say because the situation is a lot for me to talk about. No, 100%. We just thought it was important that we at least recognize it because I feel like just not talking about it would just be so... It just Ignorant. makes it part of the yeah, problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So because I haven't been on social media, I have no fucking clue what you're about to bring to me. This is why I like this, because I get to receive your initial no reaction. We'll be back after this break. We're going to get into it with all this celebrity news, hot gossip, and stuff you're looking to hear. This episode has been brought to you by your washing machine. Now, some of you think that you need to have a 20-step skincare routine because nothing's working, when in actuality, you might just need a 5-step skincare routine and to regularly wash your pillowcases. So please head to your local washing machine because washing your sheets once a year is not enough. I promise you, it is not enough. All right, so we are back. This is the part where we get into it. First and foremost, this wasn't a story on my list of stories, but I just want to talk about this because it's important to me. Um, I don't know if you saw Mariah Carey released the glitter soundtrack on all streaming platforms. No, I did not. You did not. I'm not surprised about that, but (laughs) it was exciting for me as a lamb. For those that don't know, that's her hardcore stands, the lamely. And, um, we are insane. First of all, the fact, the amount of lambs that have gone to her concert and taken such bad quality videos yes. of her singing, and then everyone in the comments being like, "Was this recorded on a fucking potato?" Like, <laughs> I told just- you about the one I saw. I sent her one the other night, and it said, "This looks like it was recorded on a fucking abacus." Does anyone know what that is? Look it up if you don't, because I had to look it up, and when I saw it, I literally lost my shit. My friend sent me a video the other day that was in bad quality, but she's not a lamb. And I was like, was this recorded on a microwave? And she was like, what are you talking about? Serious calculator energy. (laughs) 
But anyways, back to Glitter. Yeah, so she re-released it, which was pretty cool. I don't know if anyone knows about this, but about a year and a half ago, The Lamb started hashtag justice for Glitter and got the soundtrack to go to number one. Pretty much all started because for years she considered... So Glitter was a movie that she starred in and produced. And... Um, Wasn't it basically A Star is Born? Essentially. So it was kind of like that. And... Okay. She would say for years that it ruined her career and it, it was just thrown in the hands of several directors and now it's become really like a cult classic as one of the worst movies of all time. Not to mention it was released on 9-11, so that in and of itself, like Ooh. that was not a time to celebrate a new movie release. But oh, wow. other than the movie, by the way, we have to watch the movie together at some point. I'm surprised haven't we haven't seen it together. Yeah, but besides all that, the soundtrack literally fucking slaps. If everyone's into the whole 80s resurgence that we've seen in pop music, you definitely want to listen to this. The thing I remember the most about it is when we went to the Mariah Carey, me and I have been to multiple yes, Mariah Carey concerts we have. Um, <laughs> we, we went to the one and then they came out with flags. Like people, like the dancers on the stage came out with flags and waved them around that said Justice for Glitter. She did the entire like, medley. She did a medley of songs <laughs> from the soundtrack that she literally hasn't performed in years. So that, that was really cool. I'm glad you got to have that because I remember standing there and being like, I don't know what, what the, the fuck, fuck is, is happening. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's just I just thought that was important to me. It's just been really cool seeing her really. She's really not about the numbers anymore at this point. She's just doing stuff for yeah. the sake of her fans. And it's just really awesome to see that she's giving us she's feeding us pretty much. We've been well fed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, y'all were fed with caution, I'm gonna admit. Y'all were Okay, fed. that album was slept on. It was literally amazing. Uh, all fandom aside. It was good. I remember listening to it and being like, yes. Like, it's <laughs> a genuinely good album. I highly recommend yes. it. Yes. All right. So, besides that, oh on to our next story. Oh God. We talked about this in the last episode, I think. But um, Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce are at number one. Thank God. With Savage. I was like... Look at God. Look at... <laughs> like, won't he do it? Won't he fucking do it? Megan hasn't even been on this scene for that long. And now she has a number this one. This is her first. With Be Beyonce. Giselle Knowles. That's all I have to say. There's really not much more you have to say about She did not even say Carter. She did not say Carter. I saw that. <laughs> I saw right through that. Listen, all I'm going to say is look at the material. Look, just listen. Just listen to the remix. I was surprised two weeks ago when we were talking about when Say So went to number one and this was at number two. I was like, this song deserves to be number one so much more than Say So. The remix with Nicki. I mean, probably what happened is naturally the Billboard charts, you know, fluctuates all the time. But I know that whole beef with, not beef, but like drama with Doja recently probably made the streaming numbers go Jesus down a Christ. bit. So she's still collecting that money. Anyways. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. But I'm so happy for Beyonce. <laughs> if you don't know this, the single marks a special achievement for her, actually. Um, she, Mariah, right? Yes, so she joins Michael Jackson and Mariah Carey as the only three artists to earn number ones in at least three decades, which is, like, pretty what? big. And they are all black. Yep. I'm just saying, y'all need us. That's icon that's status. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Sal editing. It was actually four decades, not three, four, which is even crazier of an accomplishment. Continue. Three decades, 30 whole years. Beyonce has been alive for 30 whole years. I think there's like eight additional years that she hasn't been alive in terms of like 
years that she's had a number oh, one. Yeah. Like, look at the material. But I also she's just want to mention this because I didn't know about this and I think it's awesome. Um, the single okay. is actually helping Houston during the COVID pandemic. Um, it's reportedly yeah, raised more than $500,000 So for Houston. So Black women. They're mine. You know, I mean, like that's, that's it. Just, that's all you can say. Just black women, period, 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 period. Y'all wouldn't be anywhere without us. Y'all wouldn't be anywhere without yep. us. Look at the material, stream, the fucking remix. I'm like sweating. I'm so As excited you should about this. be. I'm literally sweating. I was so oh happy when I saw it, though. Whenever Beyonce just, goes to I'm number, not- I think it's like her sixth or seventh. I don't even know. Probably more than that, but... Yeah. Go Beyonce. No, but I remember like when Big Ol' Freak by Megan like had just started like emerging and like I started seeing stuff about her on Twitter and then I became like a really big fan when Fever came out and everything and now she did a song with Beyonce and I know it was like her dream to do a song with Beyonce and like it honor- also honored her mom because I know her mom really wanted that for her and now she's getting all of these blessings that she rightfully deserves. You deserve and it. And I'm just so proud. You deserve it, Megan. You deserve it, Beyonce. Keep on keeping on. Period. Also, our other oh God. news. Have you mm-hmm. listened to Chromatica? It came out okay. today. Hear me out. I haven't listened to it. But rain on me. Okay. Yes. Okay. Slaps. Yes. Slaps. Yes. Slaps. I have yet. Okay. <laughs> I skimmed through about half of Chromatica. I still have to listen to it. Give me a break. It when just came. It, it came out, out today. It came out did... last night at midnight. Oh yeah. Yes. So I'm probably gonna get to it. In like I skimmed through it. It's all old Gaga. Like I'm ready for this electronic the dance rock music. Chick is back. Yep. So, He's back. I'm so good. Like honestly, like I loved A Star Is Born. I loved that era, but straight Gaga, I was like, I need the raw raw chick to come back because this was nice, but like I need her. Go again. back to and your she's roots. Back and be- go. I remember a few weeks ago before Corona hit, I went to a karaoke bar with friends, and of course they had Bad Romance. We did it as the first and the last song of a <laughs> three-hour world tour at this Korean town karaoke bar, and that, and that is shit how you hit do it both times. Gaga has been an icon since her paparazzi performance at the VMAs, period. And we have her back and better than ever. I know she did a collab with Ariana for Rain On Me. Yes. She did a collab with Elton John and Blackpink. Yep. Look at the material. Look like, at the material. We have just been blessed with music recently. You listen to blessed. Rain On Me, right? Yeah, I listened to it. I never saw the video, but I listened to it because my friend texted me and she was like, here's the link. Listen right now. The video is fucking amazing. It gives us all freaky ass Gaga. Like she has wings and shit. She's being stabbed. I'm like, this is the shit I want to see. This is it. This is it. If I don't see any blood from you, give me something else. I don't want it. Honestly, like inject this weird shit into my veins is exactly what I need. But I was so mad. I think people's expectations, people are like too way too harsh i I was talking to my friends about it and when rain on me first came out they're like uh yeah i guess but it it doesn't remind me of old gaga and the same was with stupid love but i love stupid love like artists are supposed to evolve and grow and change their style like i prefer the artists that have grown a, a lot not in terms of like grown better necessarily but like their sounds change like with them like gaga's been on the scene the vmas happened what was that like 2009 2010 performance like, I know Paramore, their sound has changed over the years, but they started back in, like, 2007. 
They've been going on for like over a decade. If you want to listen like, to Poker Face, go listen to Poker Face. Appreciate that era it's for what it was. <laughs> Don't trash this new music when it's actually fucking unbelievable in and of itself. Like you can't yeah. compare. And I think it's the nostalgia factor that romanticizes like those old songs. And it's like, I want that exact replica. But it, it, I don't know. No. She's back doing EDM stuff. This is where she started. She knows what she's doing. And that's it. That's She is back and better than ever. I am so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> and this is coming from someone that I incessantly listen to the Star is Born soundtrack on oh, I know for, you did. I think, up to... I think, what was it, like a full year? Didn't we see that together? Like, and I was like deathly ill and coughing did. throughout okay, the entire I've movie. Seen, yes, I've only seen A Star is Born once. And it was when we went to the movie theater and we watched it together. And I remember crying, but you already knew the ending. And you just sat there literally dying in high <laughs> on NyQuil or something. Yes. Like, <laughs> I was so sick. It was so bad. I had like the flu. You were coughing so much. Yep. And then I also, this is so weird, side story. Mm-hmm. Watch Star is Born, the night I turned 21. Don't worry, I'm not weird. I went out the next night and partied with friends. That was a whole different thing. But the night of my 21st birthday, I watched the Star is Born. Do not recommend that in any way, shape, or form. You are not going to be excited to turn 21 after watching oh that God. movie. I remember my old job, we threw like a Oscars theme oh, thing yeah, for like, yeah. the Oscars and A Star is Born was up that year and you know Gaga and Brad they did their iconic performance somebody has a picture like I think the photographer took a picture of me and my coworkers leaning against the counter staring at the TV streaming the Oscars and like you just see all I of our backs saw that. together and then like Bradley Cooper on the screen <laughs> just, and we're like holding hands like we're praying in a seance or something like it was it was intense, but A Star is Born was exactly what I did. Yes. Going to the real point of this story in relation to Rain On Me, Gaga mm-hmm. came out and said that she originally felt ashamed to become Ariana Grande's friend when recording this. I was too ashamed to mm-hmm. hang out with her because I didn't want to project all this negativity onto something that was healing and so beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. She also added, Grande eventually called me on my shit. And then this friendship blossomed. When she came into the studio, I was still crying and she was not. She was like, you're going to be okay. Call me. Here's my number. And she would try over and over again to be friends with me. Wait, but why was she like hesitant to be friends with her? I watched the interview where she was talking about writing the album and the writing process. And she touched upon how it was just difficult delving through all of her struggles and history with abuse and having to put that together in an album. So I'm assuming that's where it's coming from. Yeah, because I remember listening to it and like that line where she's like, but at least I'm alive. Yes. Before like the rain on me part, which slaps. Um, I remember being like, let me look up these lyrics real quick. But yeah, no, it seems like a pretty raw song. But I love that music kind of like when you go through hard times, it can be that release. And it can be that like beautiful thing at the end of a shitty time period in your life. Of course. And I I think it's interesting to see, we don't typically see this in relation to veterans and new people on the scene. I mean, Ariana Grande has been in the Mm -hmm. industry for some time, but Lady Gaga really has set herself on the map. And it's funny to see how Lady Gaga, an older veteran is intimidated 
almost by someone younger on, on the scene. Normally, it would be the other way around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think it also just shows like how humble. Like, oh, one hundred percent. Came off as one of those stars that was like a diva. Obviously, Mariah Carey, big diva, but she's like, I'm a diva. Oh, like, yeah. Let's just own it, you know. And like, it's just a thing. But like, Gaga never really no. came off as like somebody that's putting on a facade i mean granted she is putting off the like i am lady gaga but maybe that's also truly her like i never watched her documentary i don't know her personally but she always seemed like such a down-to-earth person yes. and her intentions were always well like i mean when all those celebrities were singing fucking imagine and she came through and she was like well i raised 35 million dollars yeah we all need to do a lot more But um, another quote that I thought was pretty cool from Ariana Grande, she said, one time I met a woman who knew pain the same way I did, who cried as much as I did, drank as much wine as I did, ate as much pasta as I did, and whose heart was bigger than her whole body. She immediately felt like a sister to me. So I'm just glad these two Italian divas represent (laughs) coming together for a beautiful song and a beautiful message. So good. It's so good. So yeah. good. I'm glad that they got a nice, like, honest friendship out of it, too. And I'm glad that Gaga's still just Gaga, Ariana, still Ariana, and they're having a great time creating a bop. Exactly. And if you asked me about if this collaboration between these two women would ever happen, I, oddly enough, for no reason, wouldn't suspect it. Really? I thought it was kind of overdue, but at the same time with the way Gaga's career has turned out and Ariana's career has turned out, it makes sense that it happened now. It definitely makes sense that it happened. I just feel like they're different artists in a way. I don't know. I just never yeah. saw the, the two of them singing together, but either way, they I love it. They do have totally different vocal styles, yes. but I'm happy with Rain On Me. Like I, remember, I listened and I was like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. They complement <laughs> each other repeat. well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. This next story. You sighed and now I'm scared. (laughs) Well, we talked about it last week and you caught me off guard because when we recorded the episode, it had just come out and I've taken my time. I have rocked back and forth. (laughs) I have wringed my hands around my wrists a few times, gotten on Mm -hmm. my glasses, crossed Mm -hmm. my T's, dotted my I's. Got my highlighter mm-hmm. out, that extra fine mm-hmm. Sharpie point pen, yep. and I'm ready to talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, and this is still. It's like, like every white girl that went to study for her biology exam at with the With their library, 20 different colored they Sharpies. They sit down and then they sit on Twitter for 30 minutes before they leave. Yep. <laughs> But anyways, this is relevant information because she came out and talked this week. So don't come at me for oh, that. she did. So she says she is definitely not racist and does not want to be crucified for glamorizing abuse. We know she made several waves when she came out and made that statement calling other artists. I'm going to I'm going to list them out because I feel like mm-hmm. we didn't get to touch upon that last time. No, Beyonce, Doja Cat, Ariana mm-hmm. Grande. Karma Chameleon, a.k.a. Camille Cabello, Cardi B, Kalani, and Nicki Minaj. So in her original statement, she was going on about music, and she said, Music is about being embodied, feeling beautiful, by being in love, even if the relationship is not perfect, or dancing for money. 
Okay, what? First of all, no, yeah. but okay, continue. And she was trying to show in this new statement that she was not trying to tear other artists down. She was simply trying to call more attention to the fact that she feels like her words and music is not looked at in the same way. She said, this is the one and only personal declaration. And I say, keep it that way. <laughs> um, she said that she's not trying to pinpoint women of other races or make it look like she has such a hard life because she is white. What she does want to do is show that her music is not all that different, even if people think it is. She did not want to turn her quote unquote advocacy for fragility in the feminist movement into a race war. But in truth, this is her saying this, not me. In truth, okay. making making it about race says so much more about you than it does about me. No. <laughs> and then she said she claims that she is, quote, a girl's girl at the end of the day, and she just wants what is best for each race. Good girls with good intentions get fucked up the ass because of the culture. She encourages people to, quote, say what you really mean. So I'm going to say what I really mean. Do you know? Oh, do you want to know what I want to say? What do you want to Shut the fuck up. <laughs> she goes, if the women I mention don't want to be associated with me, that's absolutely fine by me. Bitch, you dragged these women into this entire you, argument. You literally were the you one that created them this, in this mess. argument in the first place. They were quiet. No one was talking about you. You still I looked the other day. Norman fucking Rockwell still has plenty of streams. She's still getting plenty of streams. She still has plenty of fans. She, I'm sure she still has plenty a of stupid, money. A stupid, stupid lady. And it's just, she's like, I didn't, she's like, that was not my intention. But you need to recognize that that's exactly how it came off. And then you need to apologize for that. This apology was a joke. Like, it wasn't my intention. Da, 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 da. Like, no, that's not a real apology. You shouldn't have dragged those women's name in your mouth. You could have talked about how you feel like people think you're glorifying abuse and you're not. But at the same time, you could have also just posted it on her burner account. And this wouldn't have even been a thing. Also, she could no have made a statement saying, you know, my music isn't given the same attention as people in mainstream pop music. But it is. And like, she could have left numbers, it at it that. Is. She did not need to bring in all these artists' names. Like, why list these women out like this? I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. why she believes that her music isn't getting looked at the same way. I mean, she isn't, like, like in the mainstream pop genre. I mean, I would assume she is because the gays be listening. But to her how all often time. do you hear her on the radio? I think that's what she's trying to get at. But I think that's the other thing is too is like who's still listening to like radio stations? Like obviously, like if you're in a car and stuff, it makes sense that you listen to radio stations. But like, I live in New York City. I don't have a car. I'm always just listening to my own personal Spotify. I have no idea what's on the radio. Definitely, stations, and know? I get your point in that. You should appreciate your fans to begin with, 100%. And I'm saying that now. Mm. Appreciate what you have because you have an excellent career so i don't know why and to say that beyonce of all women does not all stand women. up for women is a joke is an utter no. joke and i think it's just like this was totally uncalled for no one asked i mean i'm glad you got it off your chest but like at what cost the way she never instead of saying i'm definitely not racist she should address hey i can understand how people would take this as racist and this is what I intentionally meant, and I can understand how you would feel by reading that. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I can understand yeah. how you would take it that way. 
But she needs to recognize that she's the one that created this fight. Oh, at the end of the day, like, 100%. she's the one that started and it. And we've seen this time and time and again. And not blame fans for like not what not listening to her songs on the radio enough, even though she has probably like three hundred times more streams than the average artist. Exactly. You know, and we've seen this time and time again. And I hate to bring Mariah Carey back up into this, but I'm going to. <laughs> Fucking Miley Cyrus, how many years ago? I still don't forget this. Fucking peanut butter throat. And by peanut butter throat, did I ever tell you this, my consensus on this? She always sounds like when she sings, like she has peanut butter lodged in the back of her throat. Does she not? I don't listen to Miley Cyrus, so I cannot confirm. Okay, well, I want you to listen to it. And next episode, we're going to report back. I'm not listening to that. (laughs) I'm okay. I mean, like. I just never was really a Miley Cyrus fan. No, I was never either. I mean, granted, I also wasn't because of her whole phase where she profited off of black culture and then was like, psych, I'm country again. Yep. And it's like, that's not how that exactly. works. But, you know, go off yep. this. So anyways, I'm bringing this up because years ago, Miley Cyrus went on this rant saying, Mariah Carey, you know, she's really not about her music. It's all about what she's wearing, what she's doing, her diva-like behaviors. And believe me, Mariah Carey is a diva, and she is all about her diva-like behaviors, 100%. But she owns it. No one's arguing that. But don't (laughs) come after an icon who has written hundreds of songs, literally 15 albums worth of music that has saved lives and touched lives. Okay, if we want to go through, mind you, what songs have you written? Let's look, let's look at that album. What the hell was that called? It had the fucked up interlude where she was just saying fucked up, fucked up over and over again. You're trying to tell me that your music has more meaning than the rainbow interlude by Mariah Carey. Can't take that away. Close my eyes. I could go on. And it's not even that. It's just like, who asked? That too. Who asked? And but, why are you coming <laughs> after the question, legends? That's my question, truly. Like, my thing is just like, if it's not your business or if you want to say something, I am 100% positive that you can say something without dragging someone's name into it. Absolutely. Like, it doesn't, like, when you name six women in a post and most of them are either black or women of color. Don't be surprised when a million people come after you. Don't. Nope. Like, but don't act surprised. Don't be like, well, this is not what I meant. It's like, well, that's what happened. So maybe check why you chose those women specifically out of so many artists out there that you could have chosen from. Exactly. And why now? When most of the women on the charts are women of color, predominantly black women. I don't know. I just know that now I look at Lana Del Rey in a completely different light. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Just a very bitter woman. I'm just woman. mad because I just recently got into her Ultraviolence album. And now I'm With like, all this going on. Well, yeah. Now I'm like, what else? Like, what am I going to listen to? Where are all these people's PR teams? I mean, we were talking about Britney Spears <laughs> with that fire last week. What the fuck is going on? Is everyone like not working because of COVID? Like you can handle PR like, honestly, over the internet. Just get a burner account if you can't afford PR. Get a they can afford account. PR. They can afford PR. <laughs> they don't want to. Just All wear right. your team. Just get your I don't want to talk. I, I'm done with this story. I'm putting it to rest. We're not talking about it yeah. next week. If she comes out with another statement in some weird ass filter that looks like it was filmed in 1965, <laughs> I'm goodbye. The best part about that statement, too, is that's literally like the era that she's been emulating for most of her musical career. But continue. And she doesn't even understand the struggles and discrimination behind that era that occurred. She doesn't. Because she wouldn't have made that statement if she did. It's like those people that's like, I should have lived in the 1950s. And it's like, oh, really? Like, bitch, I'm trying to go to the future. The fuck? Yeah. (laughs) 
All right. So this next story, I hate talking about these people, but (laughs) I just found it funny. And Sal, (laughs) what people? What people? Did you see Khloe Kardashian's new face? Did you see it? I'm sorry. Um, yes. But here's the thing. When I saw it, it was just a picture and someone was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, I mean, it looks like a human being, whatever. So I kept scrolling because, you know, on Twitter, like it's cropped. So I couldn't see that it was her account. And then I came across it again and I was like, okay, people keep talking about it. Like, let me actually figure out who this person is. I click on it and it's her. And I was like... Now you're just doing the most. Like, it's it's just, like, how could you deny profiting off of black people and black culture when this is your who-knows-what-number face and you look like Malia. Yeah. You look like your best friend who is black. And y'all don't come from similar backgrounds in any way, shape, or form. It's just, like... At this point, it's obvious. And, like, I get everyone wears makeup. I get a lot of celebrities get stuff done. But it's, like... But it's, like, Kim Kardashian being, like, sorry I look pale today. And it's, like, no, you're white and you're putting body makeup every single day. Exactly. To look like a different ethnicity than what you are. When Khloe Kardashian now looks like a black woman out of the blue. While we've all been in quarantine, when we've known for more than 30 years that she is a white woman. And got a new body recently because she wanted to emulate a black body. When you have Kylie Jenner, who plumped up her lips and made a whole challenge and like billion dollar business and hurt off of how black many teenagers in doing so do you remember that lip and challenge how many teenagers and the worst part about it is they all predominantly date black men or have dated black men and they've been really silent through all these protests and everything yep. and it's just like no you don't care about nope. us you just want to profit off of us and like our culture make money off of it and keep it pushing like come on I just, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. She looks ridiculous. Come on. It really just irks me because not only does it set just ridiculous body standards to the point where their asses look like, and I've said this for years, it looks like they have a fucking dirty diaper. They definitely sharded their pants. Don't fucking tell me that it does not look like that. Dirty diaper. It does. Does it not? It's just, well, you can tell it's like, because my thing is like, if you're going to get butt implants, fine. Just make sure the butt to thigh ratio oh, makes it is, sense. Oh, it does not know? make sense. That shit looks like it a freak of nature. If you want to get a tan, that's fine. But body makeup every single day and then being like, sorry, I'm pale when you are a white woman. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And do you know what pisses me off? People emulate this. So many girls emulate this on Instagram and look up to these women. And it's like, this is yeah. not what to look up to. This is not realistic. This is not real. It's like I get wanting to change your body type for things that you feel insecure about. I totally understand that. But that is not this at all. But at least first try embracing your body. Try thinking, okay, what are some parts I do like about myself? What are some parts I don't like about myself? If you want to get something done, maybe if it's something like fillers or injections, get a little bit done and wait it out and see how it adjusts. If you think it's not enough, then maybe go back in. But don't do all at once. 
And also do your research about where you're getting it done. That too. Because there's a lot of we unsafe don't need some ways to get sketchy stuff basement done. Action but going Khloe on. Kardashian, man, why do you look like a five foot three black woman when you are a five foot ten white woman? Literally. Come and on. do you know what the sad part is? This is clearly body dysmorphia in a nutshell. And it makes mm. me upset because it's like she has to be struggling so much with her appearance and just constantly oh, yeah. Wanting to change things and never being able to settle with the way she looks and being confident and comfortable. And it makes me so upset because didn't she have that show about like helping people lose weight, own up to themselves and become confident in their own skin? Like you are clearly not confident in your own skin. Yeah. You have a lot to work through. And it it, it just really upsets me when so many girls emulate this and look up to this because these are not role they models. And th- this is yeah. illness. Like this is mental illness. Yeah, I think definitely if you want to emulate what the Kardashians have, understand what they themselves are trying to emulate and also understand why you feel the need to look like that. Why you feel the need of like, yes, this is what I want or like this is what I feel like I should strive for. Not like in a joking sense, like they look ridiculous, but in a sense of like, what is the root of that issue? Like, what is the root of you being like? It's just don't do it for those Instagram likes because that's not real. That's not real life. And Instagram is finicky. Social media is finicky because at the end of the day, like you live, you are bored and you die by yourself. Like (laughs) that's just it. Yeah. And like you just have to figure out like honestly, this quarantine has taught me that I actually like myself a lot, which is very hard to say for most people. And a year ago, I probably wouldn't have said the same thing. So it's like you need to figure out how to be happy with yourself or at least content enough with certain aspects of yourself because you never know when you're going to be by yourself. Jesus. That's it for all celebrity gossip this week. Sorry, I'm like exhausted from all that. There was like nothing. (laughs) There were some things that were funny, but then I feel like we just ended it. It was starting off so great with Beyonce and Lady Gaga and now it's just gotten into this shit show. But um, (laughs) Just a constant spiral down from there. We started at the peak and dwindled. Yes, so that's it for the Intuit segment where we get into all the gossip. If you guys have, I want to mention this too. If there are any stories or anything that comes up in the next week that you want to DM us on Instagram for us to talk about, let us know. We will talk about it. (laughs) We will be back after this. Hey everybody, it's Sal coming back to you again. So as you can probably tell, all of our commercials include us talking about nonsense, and that is because we are just starting out. We cannot really get a sponsor at the moment, so we need your help. If you like what you're listening to, make sure to follow us on Instagram. Again, that's at intuit underscore podcast. Make sure to share it with your friends, any funny clips that we post, etc. And as always, thank you again for listening. We appreciate your support. Now we're going to close up the show. And we are back. (laughs) So now we're on the segment where I read a tweet and we either roast it or just talk about it. So this tweet I saw and amongst my timeline of just bullshit with everything that's going on, I was like, this is actually very wholesome content. So I wanted to talk about it. It comes from at Sieska. Hopefully I said that right. And they said, crazy how kids today don't know the meaning of channels 31, 32 and 33. Listen, hear me out. out. I remember the day that the channels went from that on my TV to like 50, 51 and 52, because the day was June 6th, 
2006. So everyone was like, it is 666, the devil's day. Talking <gasps> to me about it at school. I was like in second grade. I was so freaking scared. I come home, the channels change, and I was like, the devil That's is it. here. That's I truly it. was like, the devil is in my house. <laughs> I was so scared. Rightfully so. I mean, rightfully so. I remember, I think for me it was 21 was Nickelodeon, 47 was Disney, and 78 was Cartoon Network. So, like, Mm. that is such a large spectrum. Like, having to flip through that many fucking channels to get to each one was a joke. Like, when it was all 31, 32, and 33, I was like, times are simple and this is amazing. There's not th- this was before like Nick Jr. Oh, and all well, that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. too. So like we didn't need to filter through that much no. content. I can go home, I can watch that. So Raven, when I get tired of that, I can watch Zoe 101. And then when I get tired of that, I can head over to Cartoon Network and watch Coward or Courage the Cowardly Dog. That's an amazing like, show. Don't disrespect it. We were the name. eating. No, I wasn't disrespecting it. It was good. Also, Foster's Home for Imaginary yes. Friends hit. I haven't rewatched it, so I don't know if it still holds up, but I need it to hit back in the day. It. Do you remember Chowder? I didn't really get into Chowder that much. I enjoyed Chowder. I watched Adventure Time a lot. But then it spread out to like 30-something. I think 57 or 54 was a number. And then there was like a 65, I think. Like it spread consistently after that. And I was like, well, I give up now. <laughs> and I think when it started spreading out, that's like when Downton Abbey came out. So I was like, okay, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my transition into like grown-up television was like Project Runway or like The Real Housewives, sadly enough. Yeah, for me, it was like a lot of the stuff I watched, though, was with my older sister. So like there wasn't really a transition. Like I was watching The Hills from the jump. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did not even think of MTV. Oh, yeah. The series premiere of The Hills, I distinctly remember sitting down and watching it with my older sister. Do you remember A Shot at Love with Tila Tequila? Yes. I didn't watch that, though, but I remember it being a thing. You know my ass was sneaking around watching that show, (laughs) seeing, like, girls kiss girls and guys kiss guys and being like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And not even that. I feel like that show was so risque. Like, she was just running around naked every episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was so bad for me as, like, a nine-year-old to be watching. But wow. That was such a moment. And we don't even have that on TV anymore, I feel like. Like, that is not, like... I keep saying if they made like Bachelor in Paradise all bisexuals, period. Like there's not, you don't have to do anything else. Just watch the magic happen. But isn't she like problematic now or something? Oh, I, I don't know. I thought she like was a well, Trump supporter she... now and stuff. Oh, got to go. Never mind. I'm not. G to G. But yeah, no, that show was wild. But I think for me, I remember like when I felt like a grown up was when I would watch The Hills like new episodes. Like when my have sister was working. Have you watched them now? Oh, it's completely scripted. Oh, 100%. It's absolutely... And then the writers and producers created a new Netflix show called Selling Sunset that my roommate, she saw that yeah, it had season two Yeah, my one friend just up. told me to watch it. It's um. Oh, I didn't even watch season one. I started on season two, episode one. I think I'm on episode three, and I'm like, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. I will be binging this soon. Like, <laughs> You know who you are. She literally said, make sure to talk about this on the podcast. So we're talking about it. This late in the podcast, but we're talking about it. I've yet to watch it. I have to watch it. But back to The Hills. I rewatched it a couple months ago, and it's just nice to have on in the background. Like, when you're doing stuff, like, watching it for real, like, come on. Everything's scripted. Everything's 
a joke and ridiculous. But just to have one in the background is amazing. That and Jersey Shore. And Vanderpump Rules. I can't stand that show. Sorry. I love it. I call it my white on white crime show. I love it. It's just so extra. It's too extra for me. Like it's beyond that point. No, it's a lot to digest, but like, I think I got into it really like season five with Katie and Tom's wedding. That's like, cause Bravo was playing replays of it. Okay. I watched that season and I was like, this is incredible. And I went back from the beginning and watched everything up until that point. And I'm still watching it now. Like season eight, I think just finished and I'm rewatching season five just for fun. <laughs> it's so bad. And I love it so much, but I did go to Tom Tom when I went to LA and the Kentucky muffin drink spectacular. It was actually smaller though. Cause in the show, they try to make it look as big and wide also because it's Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants. They make it seem like the restaurants are kind of like far away from each other. They're all within a two block radius of each other. Oh, Me and my shit. friend for six hours straight going just up and down those two blocks getting drunk from 6 p.m. <laughs> to midnight on a random Friday night. That's exactly what we did. We hit up. First, we went to Tom Tom and pregame. Then we went to Sir for our next drink. And then we went to Pump. And then my roommate started flirting with the bouncer. I love how it's like a one Not drink roommate, limit for each bar because they're probably a shit ton. They were like, yeah, $17 drinks each. That's insane. And then, like, because they're all on a two-block strip, there's a bunch of other clubs also on that two-block strip. So we just went to every single establishment that they would let us into. And then at midnight, we were like, we've been going at this for six hours. Let's go home. (laughs) It's time to call it a night. (laughs) 6 p.m. 6 p.m. And went straight until midnight. But it was a great time. So, yeah, Tom Tom, I actually enjoyed. It was also weird because we didn't have, like, a table. It was we sat at like a communal table and then like a bridal party group comes in and sits at our table and they're all hanging out and we're like, well, we don't know you. So we're just going to keep on keeping on. Uh, I'm pretty sure some of the things we said was probably very abrasive to some of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure this woman is like trying to celebrate her day and like having like a great engagement. That's her bachelorette here party. You guys are being messy as fuck. Being messy. And my roommate's talking about, yeah, this one guy, he gave me chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> just ruining her night but we had a great time that's good good. we also had like the mac and cheese there i think that's what we had very delicious hot take okay Uh uh-oh yeah no i was scared and then it came out and i was like nom nom what were you talking about tv channels we were talking about tv dear god we go on so many tangents but um we're so tired we are so tired i am tired after that whole lana discussion i'm like gotta go on that note This concludes our second episode. Make sure if you're not following us on Instagram, follow us there. Share with all your friends, like, comment, and definitely DM us if you have any funny stories or just funny memes for that matter. We need them. Like We we really do need them. Just some joy. Please don't send anything like too abrasive. Like I like the wholesome stuff. Yes. You know? Something positive. Like I <laughs> I was dying of laughter for ten minutes of like, you know those pictures of the priests? Yes, with the water guns. <laughs> with the water yes. guns with the babies. I said after quarantine like, this still has to be like, happening. I don't want any other oh, yeah. any other scenario to be going I on. I refuse to have my kid be baptized unless it's through a nerf gun. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Just send that, yes, no caption. That's it. You know? <laughs> we don't even need a reason. Just that alone. Thank you for listening if you've made it this far. And uh, if, you've <laughs> if you've made it this far, because who knows if people listen the whole time. Or actually, on the like <laughs> stats in Spotify, the last like 20 minutes were the most engaging. So you guys oh. are listening to the end. So good, good stuff. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so 
Have a good rest of your week. And um, for the weekend, yes. put those air conditionings in now because yes, it's about it to get so hot. It is so humid. Yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Peace out. Bye.